Blog Talk Radio. Hello, everybody, and welcome to blogtalkradio.com. This is Tuesday, February the 20th, 2018. I'm Stevie Lodig, and we're going to get ready to bring Big Mike on right now, so stay tuned. This is going to be a very, very interesting broadcast. Your call has been forwarded to an automatic voice message system. Three zero four six seven two. Well, Big Mike said he would be ready at eleven o'clock. It's eleven o one, so when I get him on the air, I'm going to have to give him a little bit, bit of an earful. So uh, I'll have to try him back here in a couple minutes. He may just be getting where he can talk. Sometimes he's driving or he's in between things. But uh, we had a show scheduled at eleven, and I'm sure he'll be joining us right now. I've been watching a uh, old video of A. A. Allen. Of course, he is a very well-known minister uh, from a bygone generation, if you will. And I'm watching it here, uh, black and white, right now on my computer. And uh, I'm going to just patch you into this real quick as he's getting ready to pray for a man who the doctor said would never walk again. You got to hear this. Do you believe you'll walk again? Yes. Yeah. Right now. Right now. Amen. Do you believe you'll walk again? Yes. When? Right now. Right now. Amen. I'm going to speak the word. For him, I'm going to speak the word for you here. And I'm going to speak the word for you and your home and you and your home. You there in your home, you and your home. My God is going to move the mountain. Brother, you've got a mountain. Yes? Yes. I have a mountain. Do you want to walk again? Yes. You believe you will tonight? Yes, I believe. But you know you can't unless God heals you. That's right. Get ready. This is a mountain. Stand with me, brethren. I'm going to call this a mountain of arthritis. Will he walk? Will you walk? Will your cancer drop off? Will God set you free? Get ready. What God will do for one, he'll do for everyone. And if God will not do it for everyone, he'll not do it for anyone. Oh, you foul devil. Oh, it's a mountain. I'm so used to calling things devils, but this is a demon. But I'm calling it a mountain. Now, Jesus, don't you feel me? God, there's too many people watching tonight. You can't feel me. Down Mount 
mountain of helplessness, thou mountain of destruction, thou mountain of arthritis, thou mountain of demoniac power that binds these limbs. there was a video had to be from the 1950s maybe earlier where a man was crippled and confined to a wheelchair and needed the help of crutches to make any steps at all and in a moment God healed him and I want you to know that God still heals today God can do it God is able there's no mountain too high that God cannot move when you speak to that mountain in faith, I believe God can move any mountain. So I want to encourage you. I know it's a little different to start the show as we was waiting for Big Mike. I just let you kind of uh, take a, a little peek into what I was doing right before I started the show. I was watching this old revival service. And boy, we need this kind of mountain-moving faith to rise up in the hearts of God's people again. You know, in the Bible it says that the people at the marriage in Cana of Galilee in John chapter 2, the Bible says they wanted wine. It says they wanted wine. When are we going to want the wine of the Holy Ghost? When are we truly going to desire the, the fire of God? We can fool around with water all we want, and God will sit there and let us be out of wine. But when they desired wine, when they wanted wine, something began to change in that little fellowship gathering there at the marriage. So I'm going to try to bring Big Mike on again. Let's see if we can get it worked out this time. He said give him five minutes. So without further ado, let's try to get this part of the radio show started up. 
Your call has been forwarded to an automatic voice message system. Three. Well, we missed him again. He said give him five minutes, and I gave him about probably seven or eight minutes. So I'm going to have to call him back again, and uh, we'll see what he says. Have to get him on here. He is so ready to go. He wanted to have a show last week, and we couldn't get it together, and I apologize for that. But he's got a lot of things that he's been tracking with, with the global headlines. And I cannot wait for you to hear him today when he joins us on this show. we got a two-hour broadcast scheduled. We're into it about ten minutes, so he's got plenty of time to share with you what's on his mind. And I'll tell you what's been on my mind lately, just from the spiritual side of it. Of course, you know, I do pastor a church, and I have that preacher in me, so you got to just bear with me when I'm on here by myself because my default mode is always to go into talking about the spiritual side of things and what God's been speaking to my heart. And I really feel that John chapter 2, man, just just leaping into my spirit right now, that they ran out of wine. And a lot of people, a lot of Christians, a lot of churches have run out of wine. And, and, and that wine is a type of the Holy Ghost. You know, uh, Ephesians 5, 8, be not drunk with wine, whereas to his excess, but be filled with the Holy Spirit. And the Spirit comes, it, you can think of seven different things in the Bible. Uh, the rivers, uh, the, the rain, the wind, the fire, the dove, uh, and the wine is one of them. And I think I might have said six there. I'm going completely off memory here. Uh, but I wrote down seven there as I was studying out uh, on Saturday night that the Holy Spirit comes. So wine is a type of the Holy Spirit in the Bible. And you can draw natural parallels to this story too. But I believe uh, it, the spiritual side of it right now is what God's really wanting to highlight, highlight uh, for me and for this church. And, and the Bible says that they ran out of wine. And, and, and again, have we run out of wine? I'm watching A.A. Allen right here speak to a man that was confined to a wheelchair. This man could not move. He could not walk uh, without the use of these crutches to take any steps. And in an instant, in an instant, the power of God moved upon him, and he began to walk. I, I tell you what, man, now, that's wine flowing, okay? That's the wine. That's the power of God. And that's what God wants to do in this generation. But listen, the Bible says when they wanted wine, Jesus knew they were out of wine. I'm sure he knew when he walked in, but he didn't initiate this thing. He, he, didn't, he didn't spark this thing. No, they had to desire it. They had to go and ask for it. They had to want it. They had to want it. And when you want it, when we really want the fire and the power of God, when we really want the Holy Ghost, when we really truly want God more than we want lust, more than we want the carnality and the things of the flesh, uh, he'll show up, and when they wanted wine, do you want it? First of all, can we even admit that we've ran out? Because that's the first step. Say, we don't got what we need. We don't got what we want. We've got natural. We've got the natural. We're operating in the natural. God wants to give us the supernatural. Okay, Big Mike says he's ready. So, let's try this again. I'll have to give him an earful once I get him on here. Uh, he's busted. He's, he's really trying to bust my chops here today, I think. So, uh, 7-12, bringing Big Mike here. Hello? Boy, you really know how to treat somebody when they're live on the air. Oh, boy, what do I do now? 
<laughs> I'm just kidding. We've been calling you. It's been ringing through, and I've kept hanging up and telling everybody we're gonna have to call them back. <laughs> How you doing? It's Steve? no problem, though. Listen, I actually got to share for the last ten minutes, and before we get into the global headlines and all this craziness, man, that's going on in the government. Oh, and, I mean, Israel back. now. I, I mean, they're ready to go to war, from what I've heard. But uh, I was just sharing with everybody. I, I was watching. I was doing an Instagram post today, so I've been posting different things of like old preachers, you know. Yeah. And uh, like last night, I posted one with R. W. Shambach, and and then I posted one a long time ago, uh, probably huh, back when he was in his about my age, Pastor Parsley preaching. There's a devil on the loose, you know. Yeah. And I just I just got into one of A. A. Allen's old videos here, and oh, you know what I was talking on Sunday to the church about like in John chapter 2, how the Bible says uh, they went to Jesus and, and, and said when they wanted wine, they realized they had ran out of wine, and, and they wanted wine. And I was talking about how, you know, and, and a lot of Christians, a lot of churches, you know, we, we've ran out of wine. We, we, we've, ran, we've ran out of the wine being a type of the, the Holy Ghost. And Jesus was still there at the wedding, and, and they were serving the water, and they had run out of the wine. And the Bible says when they wanted wine. And it's almost like it's a picture of people that were operating in the natural because they ran out of the supernatural. And then all of a sudden they just said, you know what, we want the wine. And when they wanted wine, God gave them a couple commands. And, of course, you know the story. He turned the water into the wine. And it seems like when you watch these old clips, A.A. Allen and people getting out of wheelchairs, and you're watching the power of God, it makes you ask yourself if we've not run out of wine. If we've, if we've not run out, we're just operating in the natural so many times. And I think when, when, you know, the Bible says, and when they wanted wine, and I think when we really truly want wine, that God will bring us into that level, you know. But I was watching A.A. Allen here right before I called you, and that's why it's kind of been on my mind. Yeah, he was really a powerful. He was a powerful minister, wasn't he? He he was. He he was a powerful minister, and you know he's right in the middle of preaching, and right in the middle of preaching, man. He'll. I mean, he the the spirit would just hit him, and he'd grab some. I mean, he would start asking people to come up in wheelchairs. I mean, right in mid sentence, he was here preaching, and right in the middle of it, he said, "Bring that man up here in that wheelchair right now, and bring get ready to bring the rest of them up." I mean, and he meant it. I mean, he meant it. Yeah. And uh, yeah, I'm convinced. Be, a lot of times, he when he was ministering, he would actually like see visions. Like I, I remember one time, he was preaching and he and he just started talking about I see this man in this house and and he's walking around and then he would just start saying, uh, he's got a beer bottle in his hand. He's got a beer bottle. And he would just, I mean, right in the middle of one of his messages, he'd start talking like that. And then he would say, you know, my goodness, he's tearing his house down. He, he's taking the beer bottle and busting his home all up. And he was going crazy talking like that, you know. I mean, almost like he was, like, talking out of his head, kind of like right in the middle of one of his messages. And then he'd say, is that man in here? And then someone would come right up there, like he said that. And then this man came up there and told him, you know, that, that alcohol has ruined his whole his whole life and all that stuff, and he prayed for him. And the guy got delivered. I mean, he was just he was real powerful with a a real strong anointing like that in his life. You know. Yeah, and I, I think, man, you know, when you look at the church as a whole, Big Mike, I mean, 
there's something where we have, you know, we're not seeing the signs and wonders like they once did. Let's just be honest. Um, yeah, they're not. I'm not. I'm not saying we're not seeing anything, but yeah. you know, these 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 men in in John chapter two, you know, they had the water, and the Bible says they wanted wine, and yeah. and I think. There's a lot you can pull out of that, but one thing I think it is, you know, we we have the natural. There's a lot of natural stuff going on in the church. There's a, there's a lot of natural things, and, and, and I'm not just trying to just isolate that text, but there's got to be a point where we say we want the wine. We want that wine back, you know, because they had the wine and they ran out. And then they and I and you know Jesus was just standing there, Big Mike. He didn't he didn't uh, initiate that miracle. He waited for them to come to him and say, "We want wine." Yeah. You know, yeah. And, and I just and I just wonder what we want in the church anymore. And I'm preaching to myself, brother. What do we really want? What are we after? What what you know? Are we after the wine? Are we after all kinds of other stuff? Am I making any sense to you at all? Oh yeah, I'm I, 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 I'm I'm with you on it, man. I mean, when you want something bad enough, I mean, you'll go after it. If you if you want you, whatever you're after in your life, if you want it bad enough, man, you'll work real real hard. And you'll stay up all night long, and you know you'll work overtime, and you'll do whatever you got to take because you want that so bad that you're willing to fight for it. That you want it so mm. bad, and that's the way mm. with, with God. If you want something with God, you know, you have to show God that that's really what you are. You willing to do whatever it takes to get that from God? I mean, God has it for you; it's there. He wants you to have it, but it, you're just not going to just click your little fingers and just think it's just going to fall down. And God's not your spiritual butler. That right, that's like good, man. Yeah, He doesn't work like that. I mean, if you really want something from the Lord, man, I mean, you. You know, it's, it even talks about waiting on the Lord, those that wait on the Lord. You know, those right. that get in the secret place of the Almighty. Get up under the shadow of the Almighty. That's the one. I mean, and these people of of old that you're talking about, like Alan and Oil Roberts and a lot of these uh, great ministers that did things, you know, like uh, well, we, we talked about them. What was the older guy's name? uh Smith Wigglesworth. Yeah, there's a bunch of them. They they wanted that in their life. That's what they wanted in their life. That's what they, you know, just like you said with the wine, they wanted it real bad. They they was they wanted it as much as the air that went down their neck, and and God gave it to them, to granted it to them. Even if you read about the book about Enoch, I mean, Enoch did get translated out of here, but. It didn't come overnight. He kept staying at it. I mean, he got to the point, if you read about Enoch, Enoch got to the point where he wouldn't go outside of his house. And the Lord told him, you you have got to get outside your door and tell your generation of what I've told you and what you've learned. So then he went outside and started telling them all, but then he got so hungry for God again but he said, well, how about if I just go out like one day a week and then the rest of the time, you're, you know, I'll stay with you. And then it just kept going down the line. I forget exactly what it was. But anyhow, it got to the point where he only went out and talked to the people like I think it was like one time a year. And the rest of the time he didn't want to leave God's presence. God just finally took him. 
Big Mike, you said something, man. You know, you said something right there, and it is so true. And my dad's joining the call right now, too, and we're glad to have him on. Um, You said something that's so true. When you want something bad enough, you'll get it. I mean, people have money because they want money. I mean, people that have money, they have money because they want money. They, 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 something they go after. You know, people that have skills, Big Mike, you think about the time we spend honing in our skills, whatever it is, all of us, all of us, whether it's shooting a bow, shooting a gun, playing basketball. I mean, you, you have a skill that's, that's, good and exceeds maybe whatever because you wanted that because you wanted it and i think there's got to be a point in time as christians when we admit listen we don't have we don't have as much of god as we should have because we don't want it i mean that's hard to say that's That's hard to say it's very hard to admit that it's very hard to say that but you know what? What's what's the reason? I mean, it's as simple as that. Because when in life, if we want a sandwich, we go get it. I mean, if we want a certain kind of steak or a burger or something, we find a way to get it. You know, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. If uh, you can't go around and say you want to be a piano player, but you got no books on piano, you don't own a piano, you don't take no piano lessons, you don't do and go. And I don't believe it. I, I just do not believe that you want to be. Uh, a pianist, and, and I've had people say, man, I, I want to be a pianist more than anything in this world. I just wanted to say, you know what, you lie, because that's not the truth. That you're, and I, I, really, I mean, you can literally say you're lying, because there's no way you're telling me that you want to be a anything, whatever, just like when you tell you're telling me that you want to be an excellent bow hunter. That's your whole life dream is to be this great bow shooter, but you don't own a bow, you don't watch the hunting channel, you don't know about bows, don't go to bow shooting matches. You see what I'm saying? And it's the same way with God. Don't say. And God knows it. God knows it better than me and you do. He knows the, the heart of men. I mean, you don't know the, right. the heart of men. But right. I'm smart enough, and I know I'm nowhere even, not even in the service of God, but I'm smart enough to know that you don't want to be a bow hunter if you don't own a bow or you don't watch the bow channel or, you know what I'm saying, or you don't go to no bow shoot matches. I'm smart enough to realize that you're just talking. That's all you're doing. Yeah, I mean, like how many times, how many times have I said, you know, you know, I want revival. We want revival. But do we really want revival? You know, yeah. there's a price to pay. There's a price to pay for this stuff. Sure is, man. And if you want to be a good bow hunter, there's a price to pay to shoot a bow to be I mean, if you want to be really accurate where you you know, that you're dead bullseye, there's a price to pay for that. If you want to go to college and be a doctor, there's a price to pay. Don't come cheap. It don't come easy. If you want to be a professional baseball player or football player, there's a price to pay. Right. If you want something from God, there's a price to pay. You're not just going to be able to preach. I don't preach. I don't preach. I mean, it's, it's see, just I, a price to pay. I think, Big Mike, you, you know, you take a ball team. You have 10, 12, 15, 20 people on a ball team. And, you know, a lot of them, they, wanted, they, they, they enjoy playing ball enough that they signed up for the team. But you realize, even on that team with 20 people, some of them really don't care about winning and losing. Some of them don't care about being 
being competitive. Some of them really just they 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 wanted to play enough to get on the team, but that's it. They're happy to be on the bench. They're happy to not make a difference. Uh, you know, and, and and I think in the kingdom, I think that's kind of a picture of how we get. You know, and how many times is the coach? You know, he'll tell the team, listen, if you want to start winning games, if you really want it, when you really want it, when you're really ready to win games, then we'll start practicing different. We'll start showing up different. We'll start preparing different. But until a team changes and they really want it, you can have a team full of talented individuals. They don't know how to play together. They can't even win. They're getting beat all the time. And sometimes, Big Mike, I've been coaching teams where after the game's over, they lose. And after they lose a game, it doesn't feel like they care they lost. And you, as a coach, you want to say, you say, as a coach, you want to say, do you even want to win? Do you even care about winning? And I think sometimes that's what God wants to say to us. Do you even care about winning? Do you even care about wanting to win? I know you're on the team, but do you even care? I believe God does say that. I believe, I think it happens in churches all across America. I believe people used to go in the church not seeing the power of God. I don't think they really even care if they see the power of God. They're not even looking forward to that. They're not going to church with expectation or nothing. They just go to church, and when the church is over, I mean, they're out of there, and they don't want to hear no more about the. They're not. It's it's just a it's just a form. It's a form of godliness. It's a form of godliness. It's not something that you know that they're really into. It's like pretty well what you're saying right there. You're on the bench. All you really wanted was the shirt with the the baseball name, but that's it. You don't care if you win. You don't care if you lose. I just I just came here to get this shirt. That's all I wanted was the shirt. And I know people like that. I know people that was on the on the, our high school football team, and and that's what they said. You know, honestly, I'm just here for the coach. Right. You can't right. hear you're going through all this stuff and everything for the coat. Oh, yeah, because if you get the coat, man, then the girls will look up to you because you got the coat. We just want the jacket. I'm not even, I don't even care if I even go and play. You think church ain't like that? You think that people are really going to church because they really want to see a, a change? They, they really want to see the power of God move? You think they're willing to stay up all night long and fast and pray all week long and really seek the mind of God because they really want something from God. I mean, come on. You, you, you right. just have to be, you, you Well, know I'm, you. Telling you, I'm telling you from a preacher, it's not just in the – I mean, I, I struggle with it being a preacher. I mean, you know, you say you want this, you say you want that, you say you're serious. And, and I'm not doubting people's love for God. I'm just saying we have reached a place where we're on the team – and we just kind of got complacent. We we don't care about winning. We're not really striving to be the best team that we can be. We're not really going after the prize and the championship. We're just kind of here, know that we're on the team. And if we lose, we lose. If we, I think it, it's a, especially in this culture we live in, man. We we got a battle on our hands to really overcome these fleshly distractions and temptations and get locked into the place where the disciples were, where they looked around and said, my goodness, we've ran out of wine. And they did something about it. They did yeah. something about it. And the Bible says, and when they wanted wine. And we're not going to see a change until we want to change, until we really want it yeah. to change. I think you're absolutely right. I think I think you're absolutely right. 
Yes, sir. I believe what you just said. I think that's where the church lies right now. It doesn't really, it's not even interesting. And and the really kind of sad point about it is, is this generation, the reason I think this generation don't even really want it, they don't even know about it. So it's hard to yeah, want Yeah, you can't, want, you can't know, miss something they've never had. Yeah, they've never had it. They don't know what the power of God is. They've never seen the power of God move. They've never seen a blind eyes open or the lame walk or they've never seen miracles. They never seen them kind of miracles. So they don't even long for it or nothing like that. I mean, basically when you tell this generation, the stories that you tell about, about Alan, they don't, I mean, it's just a story to them. That's all it is a story. Yeah. Yeah. Well, big Mike, that's a good way to start the show here. Uh, let's say a quick prayer together, and we'll, we'll launch out in and switch gears. Lord, we just pray that you be with us. Help us as we embark on this radio show today. May it be a blessing to someone. In Jesus' name, we ask someone get saved, healed, delivered, on fire for you. Amen. 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 Okay, Big Mike, I'm going to give you a couple. I'm going to just, I'm going to give you, we're going to play a little game here on the air, okay? I'm going to give you a headline, and then you just comment on it. And listen, if you say pass... Then we'll go on to the next one. So we're gonna say we're gonna say comment or pass with Big Mike. It's gonna be a new 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 game we play here. So I'm gonna give you a headline, and you say yeah. you make a comment or just say pass, and we'll go on to the next one. Okay? Yeah. And listen, it don't matter. You can talk for a half hour if you want to. But here here's the first uh, here's the first headline I'll give you. You can say what you want or just say pass, and we got piles of them here. Okay. It says, eat your words. Here's the headline. Trump turns Obama's own election rigging quote against him as Mueller points finger at Moscow. Well, here's my point on that. I think I think Trump is absolutely, say this way here, breaking it off in him because the very thing that they accuse Trump for is the very things they're doing themselves, and he caught him in it. Like, like, like they got Mueller and and Obama pointing their fingers at Donald Trump, and they were the ones that was guilty of it. They were guilty of it, not Trump. They were guilty of it. The person that they got in there right now, looking for all of Trump's mistakes, he was part of the last mistake. So it's terrible. It's absolutely terrible what they're doing, but it's not working out for them. I can tell you that it's not working out for them. I hear that. Dad just joined the call again. He had a bad signal. Dad, is your signal a little better now? Uh, I'll, I'll be able to stay on maybe a couple minutes here. Okay. What we're doing is I'm reading the headline, Dad, and then Big Mike's going to comment on it or he's going to say pass, but you can jump right in with any of these headlines. We're just doing a little bit of uh, news updates here before we get down talking about other things. Uh, that first one was about this stuff with Mueller and pointing a finger at Moscow and Obama. Now now he has one of his own quotes from the election, and I guess they're telling him he's eating his own words now. But yeah. just, just let's just camp out on there for a second. I mean, have, have you guys ever seen such a total mess in American politics, ever, ever? Have you ever seen the kind of stuff we're seeing right now in American politics? Go ahead. Go ahead, Steve. Well, it's, to me, it just seems like 
all the dirt's being exposed. I mean, it's on both sides, and one side's, you know, throwing it on the other side, and then they'll throw it back. And it's just you're seeing the guts of the political system. You're seeing it exposed in real life. I mean, I don't think one side's any better than the other, really. Uh, I think they're both guilty of different things. Uh, Trump's trying to do the right thing. I, I like Donald Trump. I think he's doing, you know, what he can do. But he's got so much headwind against him that, you know, half the country hates him. And the other half likes him, I guess, or, you know, pretty much splits down the middle. And, and whoever's in that office, when Obama was in there, it was just the opposite. I mean, you know, everybody hated him, and, you know, half the country hated him, and now half the country hates Donald Trump. So it's just it's just where we're at today. But you got, you know, the real root of the problem is people hate, people hate anybody that's trying to do the right thing. That's yeah. the real root of the problem. Anybody that's trying to do something right, we're trying to get things straightened out. You know, this thing with, like, they're getting on him about immigration. You cannot have, you know, open borders and let anybody and their brother who wants to come here just come in here. I mean, you can't do that. You know, they're riding him on everything he's trying to do. I, I don't know what the answer is. I mean, you get a Democrat in office, and it's going to be just the opposite. I, I think there's a day of reckoning coming, coming for this country. And I, I don't want to say it'll be a civil war, but... We're not far from it right now. I mean, you've got just a few more things take place. You could you could see you could see that break out in this country pretty easy. Yeah, a lot of a lot of hatred on both sides, back and forth, and you know the country split. So I, I don't know what the answer is, honestly. I really don't. I think it's just signs of the times we're living in. I, I don't know that there is an answer for it. What do you think, Big Mike? I mean, you heard Dad talk. Have you ever seen a mess like we're seeing here? I mean, it's just one thing after another. It hasn't stopped. Now, you tell me if I'm wrong, but this has not stopped now in about a year and a half. It has not stopped. Well, I think Steve's absolutely right. I mean, it's just exposed now. I mean, if you go back through history, you go on the YouTube channels and go all the way down I mean, down since Kennedy, even before Kennedy. But as you just go from Kennedy up, man, it was like one mess after another coming up through there. I, I just don't think it, it was exposed as it is now. But I'm telling you, man, I, when I read some of this stuff, I was like, it was even during my time. I'm thinking, I wonder where I was at during that time. Because then I get thinking about the dates. And I'm thinking, oh, man, you know. Like one up, there was a big mess like in 1980, and I was thinking that's when you know we had Michael. So I was you know about 22 or 23 years old because I don't even remember a lot of it. But it wasn't exposed like it is now. I mean, everything's exposed today. So I think that's why we're. I think it's always been a mess. It's just a bigger mess because we see it. You know, if you hear about. Some kids getting killed in school, and you never ever seen it. It would just be a terrible thing. But when you actually see the reality on television, it just intensifies of what you're seeing because you know the old saying, "A picture's worth a thousand words." So, I just think that's what the age we're at now is. Everything's being exposed. But according to scripture, that's what Jesus said would happen in the last days. 
that everything that was hidden darkness will be brought to the light. So. Oh, absolutely, and I think it's escalating. Yeah. I, I, in my personal opinion, is it's it's uh it's more of a tangled up uh, mess now, maybe than it's ever been before. Okay, let's look at headline number two. It says Israel and Iran, a long-running rivalry, moves to center stage. Now listen, it was intended as attended a moment of high drama at last weekend's International Security Conference in Munich, holding up a fragment from an Iranian military drone shot down by his Air Force. Israeli Prime Minister Benjamin Netanyahu looked out at Iran's foreign minister and warned, do not test Israel's resolve. Now think about that. At this huge international security conference, ben, Prime Minister Benjamin Netanyahu holds up a part of a drone and looks at Iran's foreign minister right in the eyes and says, don't test Israel's resolve. That sounds like that's heating up over there pretty good, Dad. Oh, it's heating up big time. I just heard a report, I think it was uh, this morning on Stephen Bendenoon, his his broadcast that uh, Netanyahu, I think it was some of the Jewish rabbis over there prophesied that Netanyahu is going to be, some of them Jewish rabbis said that they believe Benjamin Netanyahu is the man of the hour who is going to usher in the the great war that's going to be fought over there in Israel and that, you know, two-thirds of Israel is going to be taken to its knees and that in the Bible where it speaks about you know, Israel will at some point they'll as a country, as a people, they'll turn their eyes back towards back towards God and towards towards Jesus and realize that he was he was the one that was there all along for them to save them. And they're gonna do that. And I heard him talking this morning, it's it's on Stephen Ben Danoon, he has a recent video on it, um about that very thing and how Iran is has come into uh, the land of Syria, and they're on Israel's doorstep now. And they have a direct pipeline to get their arms and get their military equipment moved in there, and, and some of it's coming from Russia. Russia's bringing it into the seaport there in Syria. They have a base there, and it's being, you know, given to Iran to support the Iranian troops that's in Syria. And those troops are being, they're building them forces up. And when it builds up to a certain point, it's going to its gonna go off. And there's going to be a war over there. And it's probably going to spill into Israel. They're, they're all talking about that. And, you know, Iran, Iran, don't, don't discount Iran's power because they are a powerful army and a powerful military they, they have in that region over there. And it would take a country like the United States or, you know, and its allies to defeat Iran. Um, You know, we're going to protect Israel, and I I believe we would do that. But if Israel comes under attack, you know, they're very small. Uh, They have some big sticks. Their big sticks is nuclear weapons. But when you start lobbing nuclear weapons back and forth across from one country to the other, it don't take long, and that gets out of control, and you have millions and millions of casualties, and you have, you know, Israel is small enough. It could make their land uninhabitable, where they would have to get out of their cities. And in the Bible, when it says they flee Jerusalem and they flee out of their cities, where do they go? They go to Petra. You know, a lot of people think that 
that's some of the meaning in that is that Israel won't be able to live in their land due to the due to their nuclear fallout. You know, Iran has they 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 think right now Iran has like up to ten nuclear missiles already. They already have them. They've bought them. They have them. They have the parts. And nobody knows where they're at or where they're keeping them at, but they think they have them. So you know, Israel might know that. And I think we're going to see we're going to see a reckoning come real soon over there. Yeah, I think you're right. You know, when you got the Prime Minister of Israel holding up a piece of a drone that he shot down, and they got the pictures of it. He holds it up in the air and warns Iran's leaders, don't you test our resolve. I mean, listen, how much more of a tipping point can this thing get to? I mean, this is this guy, this is reaching a real, real boiling point. Yeah, I mean, it, it's it's there. I mean... I mean, I think you could hear of it breaking out any day. And the, the, the thing of it is, is once you put your finger on the trigger and you start pushing the buttons and pulling the triggers, you know, is Russia going to be pulled into it because they support Syria? They support Iran. Is the United States going to be pulled into it to support Israel? You could have a world, you know, a regional conflict over there, Saudi Arabia, Egypt, all them countries being involved in a war and you know would it get out of control I mean could it get out of control absolutely could everybody's watching that I mean that's that's what's going on over there and I just heard a report this morning um, Stephen Bendenoon again was the one and had Paul Bagley on and Paul said that he named the oil company just just made a major find over in Israel in in the Megiddo Megiddo area. I guess that's a desert area over there. They just made a major oil and gas find there, and that uh, Israel is going to benefit from this gas, like for the next ten to fifteen years. And and this gas is being sold. And where this strike was, where they found this gas, is very near, very near some of the border countries over there where Russia is working in and has has interest in and that Russia has already said they don't want any drilling across the borders. They don't want any of the gas tap that would be coming from their side or from whatever countries. I think they might have mentioned Lebanon and there was a couple other countries over there they'd mentioned Syria. But the Megiddo, Megiddo, wherever that area is, is what they call, that's where the war Armageddon's going to be fought. And it's a desert region, but it's supposed to be rich beyond imagination with oil and gas. They found this oil and gas deep in the earth, and now they're going to start to exploit that. And they said they'd have gas flowing out of them wells next year. So, you know, that's going to be something to watch, too, as to, you know, how Russia reacts to that and the other countries there that are nearby that area because Israel's a very, very small country. So if they're drilling, you know, and there's a vast reserve of gas and oil, you can see how a fight could break out over that really quick. Well, they said that the United States, uh, when when uh, when they, they have already, I guess Trump already went past the, or they can tap 
up in Alaska and places. Well, they said when that starts flowing in this country, when that starts becoming, they said that oil will probably go down around $30, $35 a barrel. And they said when it drops to 30 $35 a barrel here in the United States, that it'll absolutely crush Russia. It'll crush them. So that makes a lot of sense that they would go over there and fight for that oil, which I always thought that was going to be the big deal. Anyhow, I mean, I've always, ever since they said, you know, that all that oil was under Israel, I always thought that that's probably what they'll all be fighting over for energy. And they said if the United States, the way they got set up right now, the way Trump got set up now, that that oil will probably go down to $30, $35 a barrel. And they said if it would do that, it would hurt Russia so bad, it would hurt them. I mean, really crippled their economy really bad. Oh yeah, I believe I believe that for sure. So, you know, I think that's probably what's and you know they'll try to go get oil over there somewhere or whatever you're saying. It's all it's it's going to be about them. Uh, I really believe it's going to be about the oil. Everyone everyone needs it. You know, you can't run an economy without it. And the people that's hurting the worst to get it are the ones that's going to fight. And, you know, where the Bible talks about he's going to put a hook in Russia's jaw and drag him in on the fight. Russia really, I mean, the way their economy is, they can't even afford to fight right now. They really don't no, want it in the middle of a fight right now. So that would but be... But with oil, oil at 68 or $70 a barrel, it's right at that level right now. Yeah. Russia has enough cash to be able to keep going what they're doing. But yeah. if it drops and gets low, then it really hurts them. Yeah, it hurts them real. Because I think we still don't we get it like still get a percentage of oil from Russia. I don't think we get any rush any oil from Russia. I don't think we import anything from Russia. Okay, I was thinking. Maybe I don't believe. I There's other maybe. countries, other countries that do. Yeah, and by it dropping real low like that. And then, and then they were saying something about that that United States is going to be like one like before we was like buying oil off of other countries, but we'll be the ones that have the oil. We'll be able to sell it instead of buying it. We'll be the ones that's selling it. You know what I'm saying? Oh, we are we are selling it right now. We're selling it. Yeah. India India is a customer that we're selling natural uh, CNG compressed natural gas to. Uh, they're putting they're putting a big terminal in India to receive our shipments of compressed natural gas, and so yeah, I mean oil, energy, that's what wars has been fought over in the past, and they'll be fought over it again too. That's for sure. Well, whoever's got the most energy sets the stage on what what the stuff's going to cost. You know, like me and you talked about not long ago. Once once a Jesus start buying so much fuel, they actually set the stage at the stock market. Instead of Exxon and all them, Sheetas was actually setting the market price of what gasoline was going to be sold for because there was buying so much. That's what I'm saying. If the United States starts having foreign and plenty of oil, we're actually going to be able to set the stage what the price of it's going to be. Yeah, well, the, yeah. I mean, the more supply, the less de- less demand. That yeah. brings the price down. More yeah, demand, so less supply shoots pushes the price up. 
And if Russia needs that oil to stay afloat and we we have to knock it down to thirty or thirty five dollars a barrel, it's gonna cripple them. <laughs> it's gonna cripple. Oh yeah. Yeah, it would hurt hey, for sure. I, you know, on another note, we're talking about the signs we're seeing in the political world and the headlines dealing with Iran and Israel and all these things, and I think you're right on and any time when this breaks out, I don't know that it, it's gonna it's going to be uh, reversible. I, I think, Dad, you're right. This could escalate into major, major weapons exchanges. And, and I think that the hook could be put in Russia's jaw. It already is. It already is in the form of oil, I'm sure. Uh, that's, that's right on. But what about this headline, guys? This is from, oh, just today here. Uh, I don't know what time, but right here today. And it says... And I heard this yesterday, and it really caught my ear because it was kind of an alarming report. Now listen to this. We talk about signs now. Yellowstone earthquake. Worried scientists log quake swarm of over 200 rumbles within days. Now this is just posted today. Now listen to this. A shock Yellowstone earthquake discovery was made after scientists announced that they had detected more than 200 rumbles in a quake storm that occurred in the east of West Yellowstone, Montana. The shock discovery was announced by the United States Geological Survey that declared the quakes have been occurring over the past several days. And, you know, the scientists are on high alert now as 200 quakes. Now think about that. Right here at this super volcano that some people are saying is long overdue. I mean, isn't that interesting, Dad? 200 quakes over the last couple of days. Well, I mean, <laughs> you, you, there's so many earthquakes you can't count them anymore. I mean, I, I looked yeah. Sunday, and I think they said there was 100 of them in 24 hours. So, you know, these were quakes like 4.5 and up. These were bigger quakes. All over the world are happening. Uh, yeah, I mean, I, I think all the signs, the handwriting's on the wall, the Lord's return is near, he's coming back soon, and he's really, I mean, if you're looking for him, he's coming back, I can tell you that, he's coming soon. People need to be watching, you know, and be ready, because I don't know how much else needs to be fulfilled as far as Bible prophecy goes for it to happen. I mean, We've had the blood moons. We see all the signs. The Bible says when there's wars and you see wars and rumors, hear wars and rumors of wars, look up. It says look up. So, you know, you look up. When you look up, you're looking for something. You know, you're looking for a sign, something that points to something greater than itself. And we're seeing them signs, hearing them signs. It's the only time in history that you can see and hear things that happens all over the world almost the minute it happens. I mean, if something happens right now in... Australia, in two minutes, you know about it here in the States, you know, or less, less time than that. Sometimes it happens, it's real time. I mean, you just, news is, travels around the world in seconds. And you could never do that years ago. There was no way of that happening. But now there is. And so the Internet and, and, and communications and the Bible says in the last days knowledge will be increased. Well, when have you seen that? Now they're talking about these new 5G phones uh, these new smartphones and the technology that's being built into our everyday lives and infrastructure secretly that we don't even know about that's taking place 
And I'll tell you something else that alarmed me. I posted it on my uh, Facebook page. This is supposedly the truth. Uh, I don't I don't own an iPhone. I'm an Android Samsung user, but they said the new Apple uh, iPhones do not have the Christian holidays in their calendars, that the Christian and Jewish holidays have mysteriously disappeared from the new Apple iPhones calendars. Oh, and if you go back, I actually looked, and if you go back last year, they had them in there. And this year, the new model phones, they deleted the Christian holidays, Christmas, uh, some Jewish holidays are not there, just says December 25th, does not say Christmas, nothing. doesn't say, uh, it does say New Year's Day, but all the Christian holidays is gone, and the Jewish holidays. Um, so, you know, what's that tell you right there? I mean, there's an anti-God bias with big tech and Hollywood. They hate God. They hate Jesus. They even hate Jesus more than God because he's the one that exposed them. And I sent you a video about the NFL, a really good video a guy made about the NFL and, the, and some of the signage and things that's taken place. I sent Stevie the video. Uh, in these yeah, NFL, I saw it. Uh, I want to watch Super Bowl games and, and, and some of the secret hidden meanings of those dances and different things. It's just... It's just God haters. I mean, people hating God. It's just it's where we're at today. Sure are, boys. Terrible times for you today. But that's true about the iPhone. I, I couldn't believe it. Well, I did a little research on it. It is true. People are saying it's true. Well, Big Mike, I mean, Dad, you, you look at all this technology that we have. Um. You know, and you look at Apple, okay? Now, from the time I was a kid, whenever we talked about Adam and Eve in the Garden of Eden, even though we don't know what fruit they ate, everybody always made like it was an apple, okay? Everyone always did. It was just the way it is. Um, Even when you see them do it on any kind of uh, play from the 60s, 70s, they're always getting an apple down from the tree. That's just the way the story's always been generalized, even though it was probably a quince. But, okay, we don't really know, but that's kind of the way it's been brought to our culture, that Adam and Eve ate an apple. If you go talk to people out in the world, that's what they believe. So, all of a sudden, here comes this Apple Corporation. You know, they sold their first computer in July... 1976, okay? Now, if you Google, if you get on Google right now, right now, and you Google search price of first Apple, and it will come up on top of the search, it says Apple first computer price. And here's what Google tells you. The first Apple computer called the Apple went on sale in July 1976 for a retail price of $666.66. Now, listen. I mean, that that's right there. That's public information. Yeah. That's public information. And now, we all carry these iPhones around. Most people have an iPhone. And the symbol, when you have that symbol up to your head, when that symbol's up 
your head, when you're holding that symbol up to your head and you're talking on that computer, what everybody else sees is an apple with a bite out of it. That's what the world sees. While you're holding your phone to your head, what you're showing everybody else. Now, listen, could that be your forehead? Now, now they have the Apple wristwatch. Could that be your forearm? Look, I'm not saying. I'm not. I'm just saying it's very, very mysterious and intriguing to me when you really start putting how this Apple, this Apple to Apple, Apple everything, iPhone, iPad, iPod, iWatch. You know, Satan made five I statements that got him kicked out of heaven. Seven I will. He said, I will, five, five, I will, I will ascend, I will overtake, I will, now we got iPad, iPod, iPhone, I, I, iMac, I'm just, there's so many weird parallels with this stuff, I don't, I don't know, maybe I'm being just over the top, but man, it, it seems to me that very strange technology, this whole Apple system, the fact of the matter, in July 1976, it was sold for all sixes, and Dad was just talking about all the things he was mentioning. You know, we're we're in a very, very prophetic time, but in some ways, it's right out in front of all of our eyes. It's right here in front of us, if we could only see it, I think. I oh, it know. definitely is. I, I don't know if it's the truth or not. I've never tried it, though, but someone told me if you got one of them iPads or iPhones or i, whatever you want to call it, that if you talk about Muhammad or Buddha or anything, it has all kinds of answers. But when you talk to it about Jesus Christ, it won't even answer. So I don't know if that's true or not. Someone, someone, I, I don't know. I don't have an Apple. I don't own an Apple iPad. And let, let me tell you this. Big Mike. Yeah. Dad, they, when you look that up, here's, here's, here's another... Here's the exact the exact phrase on it. The first Apple computer, called the Apple, went on sale in July 1976 for a retail price of $666.66. Some say the price was chosen because of the repeating digits. But in reality, the first 50 computers were originally sold to the bike shop, who then marked it up for $500, or uh, marked for $500, who then added a one-third markup to the price. So isn't that amazing that yeah. that's what that price came out to? Come on, man. I mean, that's that's pretty pretty remarkable to think about that. Yeah. And, you know, that's Dad's tough. talking about all this stuff going on with the NFL, and he's talking about uh, that video he sent me is about the Antichrist arrival, and that was posted by Jonathan Kleck about a week ago, and I'm going to check that out. But, you know, we are in the time of the end, and I think that all this technology, all these things we're carrying around in our pockets, now we have on our wrist, I think all these pads and beepers and pagers and all these things, it all is part of the coming of the Antichrist. I think it's all working together. I oh, yeah. I definitely believe that. So, Dad, when you watch that video there about the Antichrist arrival, it's about an hour and twenty-seven minutes long. What's the, what's the basis of that video? I mean, what it, pr pretty good video there. I'm excited to watch that. 
Oh, yeah, it's really good. I haven't got through all of it. I only watched about 20 minutes of it, but it, it's in, he gets into the NFL really quick, really heavy and strong about these Super Bowls and the hidden meanings and the agendas. And send, that, send that to me. Yeah, when it's on my Facebook page, so you just go to my page and I posted it so you can get it there. But I'll send it to you then. Uh, it talks about how they changed the something about the tip of the spear and that the Antichrist is revealed through this year's Super Bowl that he's actually been revealed. And I, yeah, I haven't got through right. all of it yet. I've, I've only made 20 minutes into it. But, yeah, uh, the down markers, they put a spear tip on the end of the down markers. And I checked other videos of Super Bowls, and the down markers definitely do not have these spear tips. But on this year's Super Bowl, the end of the down markers, when they make downs and they change those numbers, third down, fourth down, second down, those little markers that move across the field, this year there's a spear tip. It looks like an arrowhead on the end of those markers. And then there was something about a commercial that was on TV that had a bunch of a bunch of Vikings in the back of a pickup bed holding spears. And he's got some really, really interesting stuff. And, and other stuff he's talking about that's been going on there, and, and it's happening this year. I want to. I, I really want to sit down and listen to it close and watch the whole thing. Well, Dad, you know, it, it's been long, long believed that the Super Bowl, that Super Bowl and that halftime show is a ritual, is a satanic ritual that most of the world participates in, and a lot of people don't even know it. And they use strong symbology. They had Katy Perry, who is the one that wore the devil's horns, actually put devil's horns on her head and passed oh, yeah. out devil's yeah. At the Grammys. They had her riding in the beast, riding on the beast at the Super Bowl. They use that, that Super Bowl is actually, it becomes a Satanistic ritual where the shadow government and all these dark societies, they yeah. choreograph that whole entire halftime show as a Satanic, Luciferian symbolism. It's an event for the occult, and that's been documented. There are so many people that have called them out on that, and they don't. It, it is what it is. I've got a video on YouTube about it right now that uh, Neptune Diaries did. Hey, it is every year they use that moment, one of the most watched things in all the culture, to get across their Luciferian plans, and I have no doubt that this year was any different. Oh, yeah. Yeah, people I don't doubt it a bit. blinded to it, too, man. I mean, it's like you just said, people don't even realize it. They're blinded to it. They're just blinded to it. Oh, where, yeah. Uh, where you're doing stuff and you're, you're... Jesus said, brother, and I have you not to be ignorant to the tricks of the devil. Jesus says that, man. You're not being ignorant to his tricks. But it's so hard uh, for people to see that because they enjoy it so much that they turn a blind eye to it. Well, that's the trip. That's where you get tripped up in it, you know. Uh, there was a time when I used to be like that with races, NASCAR. I would go to every, I would go to a lot of races through the year, you mm-hmm. know, you I buy tickets, spend thousands of dollars every year for tickets, and give them the money a year ahead of time just to get the tickets. And did that for 
oh, I did that for probably 20 years. I'd get them tickets, man. We always look forward to going to Daytona. But yeah. really, you're you're worshiping something. You know, you're making something an idol in your life. You know, and that that yeah. that's something you shouldn't do. You know, there's people that live and breathe sports, football, baseball. It's okay to, I guess, watch a game here and there. It's nothing wrong with it. It's not going to send you. I don't think it's going to send you to hell. But I do believe the Luciferians and the people that that Hollywood and the elite media and the people that run run the media uh, empires in this country, I believe they have hidden agendas. I do. I believe they have hidden agendas, and they try to push their agendas on top of the public. They try to ram it down everybody's throat. It's the same thing with uh, accepting homosexuals and lesbians and gays and whatever you want to call them. Uh, this same-sex stuff in these bathrooms, making your kids go in a bathroom where somebody else is in there of a different sex. Yeah. Uh, that stuff is just garbage. I mean, pure, absolute, stinking garbage. And it's all... I, I don't get it. I mean, it's just light and dark. It's like... You know these people out in Hollywood is pushing this stuff, and it, it's being pushed. Usually something that happens in California or starts out there ends up coming across the other side of the country. Yeah. And this stuff started out there. They've got one of the most liberal governors out there in the in the United States, that Jerry Brown. Uh, he's allowed about everything and anything to come in out there and do why anything and everything. Why, why, why isn't he arrested? Well, they love him out there. These people, you know, there's money in Hollywood, man. There's money. These these media companies, these big companies that own Fox News and CNN and Paramount Pictures and all these big elite conglomerates, they're owned by people that, you know, there might be Christian people works in some of them entities and some of them business units, but for the most part, that stuff is all controlled by the Rothschilds and the people in high places. The, yeah. the they call them they call them the um, there's a name for them not the Bilderbergers but the oh the Illuminatis the people in the Illuminati people uh, they call it like a shadow government a shadow world. There's a dark side to our world where there's people that are elite. Uh, a lot about the Rothschilds and the Gettys and just different people that own and control these big media empires. And their families, for the most part, still do today. The Rockefellers, uh, the Kennedys was part into that. And all these past presidents that's been in the skull and bones, the Illuminati, they're all in that. They all know it. They all, I think it's all part of a Luciferian agenda. It's all part of a devil agenda. Uh, the devil trying to make his last stand, you know, he's and he's going all out, man. He's pulling the plugs out of the boat. He is trying to sink the ship for the Christians. Yeah, I really, uh, I, I, I'm in it with you, man. I, I can, I can. And the Bible says, unless these days be shortened, you know, yeah. none, none would be safe from it. You know, uh-huh. I mean, it's going to get worse. I don't think it's going to get better. These people that come out here and they preach all we're going to have a revival and all this and all that I don't see it happening that's my opinion because the world don't want it to happen people the devil's trying to suppress it and I think we're in a generation we're in a generation in a time period where prophetically the clock hand is moving 
and that hand is moving closer and closer to the zero hour. And I think it's – I'm not saying it's not God's will for there to be revival and the people won't get saved, but for there to be some great big worldwide revival and everybody's going to get saved, and you're not going to – I don't believe you're going to see that. I believe you're going to see pockets of it. You can see places where it will happen, but I don't think you're going to see it worldwide. I think we're seeing – you might see it in other countries, but America is so consumed with itself. And when you talk about selfies – and you talk about people standing in front of mirrors and primping and taking pictures of themselves two and three and four hours at a time till they get a perfect picture, and then sending that to everybody. I just, I think America's consumed with itself, you know, all of its wealth and everything that we have in this country, been blessed with, people are consumed with it. They want more of it, the drug, they're an addict to it, they're addicted to it, money and wealth and power and fame and, and Hollywood and, and these big media companies, they feed right into that. They they feed that appetite, and that's what people have an appetite for today. Um, when you tell people what just what you're just saying, if you go around and tell people that stuff, man, they look at you like you got three heads. They just they think you're so out of touch with reality. I mean, they just will not. They no, they don't want to hear it. They don't, they, they don't want to hear it. No, uh-huh. that's right. Right. Uh huh. They don't want to hear it. And nope. And this and that's what the Bible talks about the last days that that generation they will they'll keep up teachers you know to tickle their ears and they don't want to hear the real truth about stuff when you start talking about uh, Satan's role in the football field. My God, that's like a curse word. Now let me tell let me just give you a quick little example here. Let's say let's say you're a good Christian person and all of a sudden you win a new boat. Okay? Yeah. You, buy, you you win this boat in a sweepstake. So you got this yeah. nice new bass boat. Well all of a sudden you find yourself, you know, you work through the week, well I need time need to find time to sail that boat. So what do you end up doing? You end up taking the boat out on Sunday and you start in church. And you you go, and pretty soon you're not even going to church. You're yeah. spending time with your boat, but it's material yeah. possessions. It's having things, and there's nothing wrong with having things. But when then things lord over you, and they cause you to modify your let's just say your church attendance, and it's taking a spot in your life that it shouldn't have. Yeah. And it's no different with sports, sporting events, professional sporting events. Anything that you put in your life, you do, that's taking time away from you a little bit more, saying a prayer here or there, or listening to somebody, or even attending church on Sunday. I mean, I think these things are all, they're all idols. Come on, bud. Well, that's what happened to Solomon. Solomon was in love with the Lord, man. He loved the Lord with all of his heart. And he just started bringing these idols. He started bringing these idols in. And the next thing you know, Solomon got consumed with idols and forgot about God. I mean, that's exactly what happened. Oh, yeah. He just started bringing strange women. That's what it said. And he left. Life is too short. Life is too short to allow that stuff to do that to you. Yeah, and I just, I, I mean, it, 
it's just so uh, hard to get that point across to people. I mean, they just, uh, I mean, I know people in my own family, man. I mean, they just won't receive it. I've tried, and I've showed them, oh, man, you know, the God himself, man, don't don't want you to be ignorant to Satan's tricks, and Satan's just lowering, lowering everyone right into that stuff, hook, line, thing, but they just, they just think you're out there, man. They just won't receive it. That's all. Oh yeah, and and it's just a shame, really. I mean, the, where where it's going to, I don't know the end results either. I mean, I don't know what the end result of this whole thing, but I know one thing: it sure don't look good. It don't look good. No, no. it doesn't. No. I think it's and Lord... with all the things, all the things going on prophetically, you can see how it all ties together. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's all tied. It's all you can see. We're saints in the setting up a kingdom. That's that's right. what it's all about. The kingdom. This is his kingdom, and he's setting up a kingdom. Is what he's setting up, and he's getting more and more uh, uh, people to serve him. There's and, and that's what's going on with our country. It's more and more of the devil, and less and less of God. That's what, and that's why our our troubles has intensified because it's more of Satan and less of God. Well, more of him and his devices. Yeah, and his devices, all this stuff that we're talking about, that's him setting up his kingdom. And now yeah. we're to the point now where they don't even want you to even talk about God. You can't even say Merry Christmas. You can't even put a activity scene in your yard. You can't say God in school. You can't read the Ten Commandments. I mean, you can see that we're at, we're absolutely having a, a, a complete reversible. Where at one time this country loved God, served God, we wanted God. It was on all of our currency. It was all over Washington D.C. In God we trust. Everything was about God. Everything was about Jehovah God. Everyone shut their stores and their businesses down. Everyone went to church and worshipped God. But it's not like that today. I mean, you can see that it's just been a big culture shift. And now, I mean, you got people on, right on major television uh, laughing at Pence because he, he just talked about Jesus. They, they're they actually saying because he talked about Jesus that he's a nutcase. That's what basically they're saying the vice president's a nutcase. Oh, that Joyce Behar that's on that one TV show, she actually made fun of Mike Pence. Yeah, and I thought, to myself, I thought to myself, oh, girl, you might ha- you're going to have a reckoning one day. Yeah, that's the truth, man. You're going to have a reckoning. You ain't dead yet, old girl. And then they was making fun of people that speak in tongues and all that stuff. I don't want a president oh, yeah. in tongues. And I'm telling you, man, uh, Christianity in the United States, of America is, is it's worse than a curse word. I'm telling you, right now the Christian faith is being tested so strong in this country. So strong. Oh yeah, it definitely is. So it definitely it, is. It's just, I guess, the only way you can always sum it up is we're getting closer in time because. Like you said, if I mean, if something doesn't change, I mean, pretty soon we won't even be a God-fearing nation anymore at all. Right. 
we won't even use the word God no more in this country. My signal's getting a little funky here on my phone. I don't know what's going on with it. Sound good here. I can hear you real plain. Yeah, we've got a good read on you there. Big Mike, can you guys hear me okay? Yeah, I can hear you good. Well, there's a lot of stuff going on. You know, I, I really, back to that Yellowstone thing, the more you read about that, boy, I'll tell you what now, the scientists are really on high alert out there. I mean, we've mentioned Yellowstone before, and it's usually a topic that comes up every so many months. But if you look at the last six to eight months, that region out there has been just, I mean, pounded. Pounded yeah. with earthquakes. I'm telling you what now, if that Yellowstone volcano erupts, I mean they say I could that could be uh I mean shut this country down. Uh you read about it. Right now while we're talking, they're putting up articles about how how unstable that whole region's getting out there. Uh right now as close as we are to the last we're in the last days, but as close as we are to the end of the age, it won't it won't surprise me if we don't see something there. I mean, this whole thing is really reaching a bottleneck. And uh, what you were saying, Big Mike, about the attack on the church, you know, you read about the Apostle Paul there in Timothy. He says, you know, in the last days, perilous times will come. And that actually translated out means in the last days, it's going to be hard to be a Christian. Yeah. You know, and we're here. sometimes we're I here. Yeah, sometimes I feel like everywhere you look, you're getting sin pushed in front of you almost. Whether oh, you're man. standing at the grocery line, every channel on TV, they're using sex to sell everything. I mean, it don't matter what it is, they'll they'll use sex to sell it one way or the other. I, I mean, this is really. A time. Remember, Jesus said, as it was in the days of Noah, so shall it be at the coming of the Son of Man. Well, the Bible says in Noah's day, man's heart was evil continually. That that yeah. it was it was continuously evil. And you know, you look at Hollywood. In in Hollywood, you look at the box office. I mean, you know, billions of dollars, hands over fist. People go to watch TV shows and uh, or these Netflix shows and the Hollywood box office and the movies. You know, this is where the masses are running. And you know, Big Mike, as well as I do, I'd say 98% of what comes out of Hollywood, it has to be high in the 90 percentile, is absolutely not only evil, but it's sacrilegious, mocking God, full of perversion, homosexuality. I mean, you know, you look worldwide, and I'm told over in Europe, I'm told Europe is a mess morally, morally. That it is such a train wreck, these countries and the filthiness. I'm told there's bars over there where they're literally having sex right in the windows of the bars. It's so dark right now. So it's not just America. I saw these parades they were putting on somewhere in South America, and it was just so anti-Christ. I mean, we really, you remember that Swiss tunnel video I showed you, Big Mike, where they, they, they had that open, that big tunnel that went down under the Goddard Mountain region yeah. over there in Switzerland, and they had that yeah. big Satanist ritual. I mean, they literally brought out Satan himself, pretty much, and worshipped him 
in that video. I mean, my goodness, how late is the hour? How late is the hour? Yeah, that's the truth, Steve. Yeah, it is the truth. My prayer is, Lord Jesus, come quickly. Right. Quickly, man, because I'm telling you, it sure isn't, uh, it sure isn't uh, an hour that we live in now where, I mean, just then, just then it's just like an open sewage, man. I mean, it's just everything. I mean, you can even down the sports now, the football arenas, and every everything is just. I mean, it has really taken a turn for the worse. Right. No, it really has. It real. It really truly has. Uh, I don't know whether we have, you know, days, weeks, years. I mean, we don't know these things, but boy, oh boy, we can tell. That it is all coming to a close. I mean, you 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 can see. Yep, that's a that's the truth. It's just like when when a mother has a little baby, as the child starts working its way through, man, the the pains get greater and greater. You know that the child's just moments away from being here, and that's what we're going through. We're going through the pains of Christ coming back on the scene. So. I think these are the labor pains that we're going through, and he spoke about it, man. We ought to be surprised. We shouldn't be shook up about it or surprised about it because he said it was going to happen. Actually, right. if we go forward to scriptures, he said rejoice because uh, your redemption draws nigh. We're supposed to be rejoicing down there. And honestly, I mean, I guess it maybe don't sound like it to the listener out there, but I, 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 I hope the Lord comes tonight. Come here in the next ten minutes, as far as I'm concerned. I'm, I'm ready to meet him, man. I, you know, whenever uh, God comes, I'm ready. Yeah. Well, I tell you what, man. There's just been so much going on over the last year, and we're just we're just seeing it right now. It's uh, we're seeing. The results we're seeing the uh, residual effects of all the fighting and all the hatred in the government. I, I've never seen anybody attacked like President Trump's been attacked. I, I mean, I, I just never seen it. I know people hated George Bush and people hated Obama, but I've never seen anything like this. And you know, I believe that God raised Donald Trump up for such a time as this. And they just the evil, the darkness, the people that love the abortion and love the gay marriage and, and all these people, they they are gritting their teeth. They can't sleep. They they can't function. I mean, they've put life on hold now for over a year. I saw Hollywood stars. Uh, they went to a camera and they chanted in a camera, just chanted and gawked around and clucked around and picked around like chickens. I mean... It, it's like the demons manifesting in these people. I've never seen anything like it. I mean, from Madonna, look at you look at Madonna, you look at the people in Hollywood, 
that have came out that hate Donald Trump. And these are people that make the big blockbuster movies. Why do they hate him so much, Big Mike? They just liked him two years ago. They were best friends with him three years ago. They were, I mean, Bill Clinton, they were all buddy, buddy, buddy a couple years ago. What happened? What went on? I'll tell you, Donald Trump's a changed man today as he was yeah. years ago. He's not yeah, the same man. He come out of that stuff. Yep, he come out of that stuff, man. And that's what that's what uh, brought the hatred. And it's like uh, just like today, you know, you can meet someone down on the corner and they can talk to you, and you know, you you'll say you go up the mall and went there to get a coffee, and you might meet someone up there every day. You really don't know them, but they're usually in there drinking coffee and everything. And, and you can hey, how's it going? And they they'll get knowing your name and all about. But the moment most of the time they find out you're a Christian, you won't be talking to them much after that. Right. Once you put, I mean, it's almost like uh, you just put up some kind of flag on your head, because most people, if they they don't want no parts of that, they just don't want no parts of that Christianity stuff. And I think that's what we're seeing in America today. Uh, I just think you're seeing a lot of people that are, are that really they're Satan's using their temple. They're not Christian people. They're you know, Satan's just using their temple and. And, they're, and that's what you're fighting up against, that old anti-Christ spirit all the time. But, you know, we we read the last page in the book, and we win. What's all over with, we're the winners. Oh, no doubt about it. But, you know, if people could only see what's really going on at some of these things they're watching on TV, and, and what if they could only see what's actually happening, man, you know, they would understand that, the war that's going on is between Satan and God. It, 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 we're, the the people we see and the players we see, uh, you know, like these Super Bowl people singing these songs and doing all this satanic stuff. You know, they, these people are just the ambassadors of the devil. Some of them don't even know it. Some of them do. Some of them don't. But when you when you really start learning the truth, you can see it just like you can see the sun come up in the morning. I mean, you can see the evil and the battle and the wickedness. Uh, but like like we said 30 minutes ago, so many people, man, they don't have a clue. They they don't have a clue that this is what's happening. No. No, they don't, Stevie. And if, they're like, if you uh, try to tell them, it's just, you know, like you said, they, I've had people get on that YouTube and say, oh, you you, you know, you can find a demon in anything if you want to, and and that's how a lot of people look at it. And I'll tell you one of the reasons why is because it's hard for people to admit that that's going on. Because you know, once you admit it, then what are you going to do about it? Yeah, that's you're right. That's exactly what happens once once you're uh, once you got knowledge about it. Then now, what are you going to do about it? You know what I'm saying? Once you got the knowledge, so it's easier to ignore it. You know, it's like the football. Football, you know, we all watch it, but once we started getting the knowledge about the football and find out, man, hey, you know, what what all is going on in the background, it's hard to watch it anymore because now you have to make you have to make a decision. Well, am I going to stand up for this or am I going to just join the crowd? <laughs> it's hard to do. No, that's right. Well, that's the Hebrew boys. You know, everybody was nailing down to the image. The, the moment they said, I'm not kneeling down to that image, well, then they become the they're the ones that end up going through the fire, you know. Of course, I know God was there and protect them and took care of them, but 
Anytime that you stand up for the Lord, man, I mean, it's, there's a price to pay. Oh, yeah. There's a price to yep, pay. Yep, there I mean, absolutely is. And and now, you're not, you used to be able to just go by with saying you was a Christian and no one really said that, but now your faith is being tested now. If you say you're right. a Christian now, I'm going to be on the pop Yeah, yeah. Well, I heard one guy say it's going to get to the point in our country that anybody that believe, that that takes the Bible seriously in in politics is is going to be looked at as uh, like 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 they're uh, a crazy person, you know. Yeah. That that's, yeah, that's, that's what they want. Well, Rose was even saying about up there at the hospital and stuff. That's one of the things they asked you. I mean, they and I know people that they've actually got asked that question. That's the question now. Where do you go to church at? What 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 do you believe in? They even asked you something on on some of the questions. Do you believe in speaking in tongues or are you a Pentecostal? I mean, they're actually now they're not just asking you whether you're a Christian or not. Now they're even going into detail because I'm gonna tell you what all that details for. It's just like back in Bible days, you know, I know, when you went down and got baptized. You got a mark put against you. You know, back in the Bible days, if you went and got baptized, the Roman government soldiers went back and told the government, "Hey, little Stevie, he just went down and got baptized. He's one of them now." And there was a mark against you. Right. And that's what they're doing. The same thing's going on right here. They're getting all this information about you, and you know why? They're going to put a mark against you. That's why a lot of people don't won't even. They won't even say the word that they're a Christian no more. I'll give you a good example. When Donald Trump was running to be the president, you hardly ever seen a Donald Trump poster or sticker anywhere in West Virginia, anywhere. It weren't in people's yards. It wasn't in billboards. It wasn't, you didn't see the bumpers on the cars. I mean, you've seen them every once in a while, but not that much. But yet... During the election, every county, every county in West Virginia, every county in the state of West Virginia voted for Donald Trump. But when he was running, you didn't see no posters. You didn't see nobody down along the end of the road. Now, you've seen all kinds of Hillary Clinton stuff everywhere. It was in people's yard, people's. On election day, it was down in Four Corners, had their signs up for Hillary but you already seen anything about Donald Trump, and you know why? Because of the persecution that came with it. And a lot of people didn't right. want they put their they didn't put his bumper sticker on his car because they didn't want their car scratched, and they didn't talk about it at the social hall because they didn't want to be made fun of, and it wasn't brought up around the dinner table because they didn't want to argue about it. But you can see every county. Every county in the state of West Virginia voted for him. But yet you've seen very little about him at all. That's how your faith's going to be. That's how your faith's going to be tested now. Because if, you if you're mentioning you're a Christian or something, I'm telling you, man, you know, you're you're going to get fought against. You're not going to be the popular person. You're going to be hated. And a lot of people, you know what? They're not going to say they're a Christian. But this is what Jesus said. Jesus says, if you're ashamed of me before your friends, 
when you come in my kingdom, I'm going to be ashamed of you. Right. So you're going to be tested. Your faith is being tested right now, whether you're going to stand up for the gospel. You're going to have to, I mean, you're going to have to draw a line in the sand before long. You're either going to get on one side or the other. And I, that's where I see us going as America, that you're going to have to draw. You're, there, there's a line being drawn in the sand, and you have to decide what side of the land. Now, yeah, you can hide it. You can hide it from everybody, but you're not going to hide it from Jesus because he says it. When you come into my kingdom or when you whenever you die, that he'll remember you. That's what the word said. I didn't say it. He said, "When you, if you're ashamed of me among all your friends, well, I'm going to be ashamed of you when you come up here. So you're going to be forced to make a stand. Same way with football. You're, you're being forced. You're either against it or for it. If you're for it, well, you know what, like you said, you know the truth about it. You know the devil worship. You know what all they're doing. You know what there's." Their agenda is it's not about football anymore. They got a big agenda. Now you have to make a stand. Either you're going to watch it or you're not going to watch it. It's hard to do, man. I'm telling you. And a lot of people are going to buckle and they're not going to save their Christians. They're going to be ashamed of Jesus. They're not going to stand up for Jesus. They're going to be ashamed of. Yep. And I think that's, that's- where you're going to. I think that's where the test is going to come in, and I'm telling you, a lot of Christians, man, they need to make their mind up, man. I'm, I, you know, I'm standing for Jesus. It would kill me, shoot me, whatever you got to do, put me in jail, whatever. I'm standing for Jesus. Yeah, we got to make our mind up before, you know. Yeah, got to make up your mind, man. Count the cost. Count the cost. That's right. The Lord, because. Your test, your 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 faith is being tested right now. It's being tested, and that and that uh, Joy Bayhard, whatever you can see how she felt about Mike Pence. You can see how she felt. That's just one person, but that's Hollywood. That's how it. She said that he basically. She said he was nuts. That's what she said because he's a Christian. He's nuts. Yeah, and you know, he said, you know, she she mocked prayer, man. I mean, these people, you know, they they don't they don't care what they're mocking anymore. I mean, they're so abrasive now. It's it's almost like there's just no fear of God at all. Just it, it they don't care what they say. It's it's bizarre, you know. You're putting the loose around your own neck. A lot of people don't even realize it because they're ignorant to the trick of Satan. And here's the thing of it is they're putting a loose around their own neck because what they're going to do is they're going to use that against you. They're going to use it against you. They're, if you're, What they're going to end up doing is, I don't know how much of this bull will see before Christ comes, but what the one up doing is if you put on an application and you're a Christian, well, then you're not going to get no gun because they're going to put Christians under the nutcase. Right. That's what they're going to do, have an application. They're going to have certain things that if you say certain things, then you're not going to be able to carry a gun. You're not going to be able to defend yourself. I mean, that's what it's coming down to. You can see it's coming down to that. Right. 
And you know what they're going to do with Christians, what we talked about a long time ago, they got all these camps set up. See, a lot of people think that, that that stuff's all just went away. No, it didn't go away. It didn't go away. They still got them camps and all that stuff set up there. Just ain't the time. But you can see it coming. I mean, you can see it coming. And pretty soon in this country, right here in America, that if you're a Christian, you'll be labeled as a nutcase. I know yeah. people right now. I know people right now that uh, that take uh, nerve medicine because they have like anxiety. They take nerve medicine, and uh, their doctors already asked them. I mean, that's some of the questions they asked them: Are you Pentecostal? Do you believe in speaking in tongues? You know. Uh, and, and, and have you ever talked to Jesus? Did Jesus ever talk to you? These are the questions that are on these applications. Now, why do you think they're putting all that stuff on them applications? They're going to hold it against them. They're going to hold it against them. I think it's really, really bizarre when you told me that, man. I never, see, I never heard that before. My goodness. Some of the questions are asking you. I mean, you talk about looking and seeing religious persecution coming. I mean, it's right there in front of you. Yeah. Yeah, they're not asking you, are you Muslim? They're not saying that you believe in Muhammad. They don't ask you none of that stuff on there. It's all about Christianity. Do you believe in Jesus? Have you ever talked to Jesus? Has Jesus ever talked to you? Do you believe in speak tongues? I mean, they're, it's the Christian faith that they're going after. Because, right. because they believe that, if, and I mean, they've said it out of their own mouth. If we could just get rid of the Bible-thumping, gun-hauling people off of this planet, if we could just get them out of the way, then we could do what we want to do. They still believe that. They still believe that. That's still the main agenda. Even though they haven't reached their goal yet, that's what their agenda is. Yeah, and they're not hiding it. It's right in front of you. It, it's right in front of you. Yes, it is. Well, Mike, we're uh, running about 12.38 here, and uh, we're going to have to start wrapping the show up. I don't know if Dad's still on there or not. Dad, can you still hear us? Yeah, I'm still here. Okay. Well, that was some good discussion today. Just looking at global events and things like that, uh, before we get ready to close the show down, do you have any thoughts of other things that maybe you've been keeping an eye on or what you would want to tell people to keep an eye on or where do you think, you know, 2018 is going to bring us? What do you see happening maybe politically or, you know, globally? Uh, got a few minutes left here. You can just kind of shoot out in any direction you want to if you have any comments or thoughts. Don't jump in all at the same time. <laughs> well, I pretty well told you what I thought. <laughs> all right. Well, guys, we're say- down for today. And uh, I appreciate you coming on. We almost almost notched out two hours, but it's always good to get updates and just hear what everyone's thinking. 
show today was about an hour and 40 minutes, and uh, you can catch it on blogtalkradio.com slash Christian Survival. Every Tuesday or Wednesday, for the most part, we try to be faithful to come on. So before we go off the air, we always like to give you a chance to accept the Lord into your heart. Uh, maybe you've just listened to this show and things aren't right with you and God, but you, you really do want to uh, make that decision. We want to give you an opportunity to do that. So before we go off the air, if that's you, you could say this prayer with us. Just say, Lord Jesus, I know that I'm a sinner. I know that I've committed sins, but I believe that you died on the cross and rose again from the dead. I believe that you, your blood is the only thing that can take away my sins. I believe, Lord God, that you are the Savior of the world, and I ask you to be my Savior. Come into my heart and forgive me of my sins. Heavenly Father, I pray all these things in Jesus' name. Amen. The Bible says if you call upon the name of the Lord, you shall be saved. And if you really meant that in your heart and you, and you believe on the Lord Jesus Christ, you are saved right now. And find a good Bible-believing church to get into. And Lord willing, we'll see you next week. Big Mike. Dad, thanks for being with us today. It's always good to talk to you. And uh, we'll try to do this again in about a week. Lord willing. See you guys later. All right. All right. Bye-bye. Thank you.